Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Episode 19 of uh, Clicking Balls. This is Heath. The other voice is Brenton. Yep. And end of, what is it, round four, four. for AFL. Fuck my tips. If, yeah. If anybody got all nine this round, there's only two ways you can get nine tips this round. One, you have alternate accounts and you've picked all <laughs> yeah. the different combinations. Yep. Or two, you are deliberately trying to lose. I've always thought the only way I'll start tipping again is if it's a competition that all agrees that you have a tip losers and not the winners. Because <laughs> that's the only thing that I seem to be good at. You know, it's a 50-50. You can just pick the other way. I still have the same strategy. Yeah. It's, oh, what, a f- um, what a phenomenal day of footy, though, on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and I think even Friday night showed that um, scrappy footy, if it's a good contest, can still be watchable. Yeah. If, if both teams are around the same sort of skill level and, I mean, the wet weather evens it all out. It does in the end. Um, which, you know, it, I think the AFL's been very careful with the first four rounds of trying to match... Um, that we haven't had any of last year's cellar dwellers versus last year's top of the tables yet. Yeah. So yeah. I, th- I think the floggings are going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks. But um, anyway, it's, uh, Anzac Day, um, five games on. And I think I watched, oh, I don't know, 80%. Yeah, I would have gone close. I did the marathon. And um, it also helped that it was pissing down rain most of the day. <laughs> um, so sitting inside watching the yeah. footy was awesome. It seemed, seemed um, yeah, because we were thinking about going on the Friday night, but fuck that. It was cold. You could see the, the forecast, and there's no way you'd want to be out there. And it was, it was, at one stage, you'd absolutely bucketed it down, too, I yeah. remember, in the second half. Yep. Well, let's go into it. That's uh, Melbourne-Richmond. Um, yep. with the, the Ds showing some fight and getting up. Um, I think the biggest thing that came out of that game was Jesse Hogan finally showed what um, everyone said he's been promising for since he joined the club. Yeah, he looked like he'd been playing for a couple of years and wasn't afraid to throw his body around. Stood tall. Stood tall. Great marks down in front. And I mean, he, sta- he was standing on... Um, Rants. Yeah, and he um, just wasn't intimidated at all. No, he he looked mature. He looked composed. Um, he, he's he looked like everything that you'd, you'd want from a key forward. Yeah, he it really looked like, looked like the future. Looked like there wasn't really much of a issue with transition into the big stage. It seemed like he could just get involved in the game and put everything else aside. It didn't really team seem to phase him too much being on the big big stage. And uh, like many many Richmond games before, um, coach gave him a spray afterwards. Yep. <laughs> it is funny in this day and age, you know, you, you can't lose the players and you've got to talk yeah. nice and all of that. Jeez, you, you know Hardwick must have wanted to say something much for us yep. behind doors. I hope he did. And it's even funny when you see the coverage and it, it goes to him, say Richard make a mistake and they have the um, coach's box camera. Yep. And you see someone must give him a nudge when he's on, on camera because he's just like, he's Stops. like a blowfish. His old <laughs> cheeks just puff up and he's just got something building up. I've noticed whenever they go to Clarkson, he's he's learnt now. He puts his hand over his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Because you know he's he's letting rip there. Yep. 
But um, so Melbourne get a um, needed win. And, you know, I think it was the first game they played on a Friday night for a couple of years. Yeah, it was. And there was a bit of talk leading up to that match about uh, how Melbourne going to perform and will they manage to keep this spot in the Anzac Day weekend? Uh, yeah, they're trying to make that uh, yeah. the, the night before Anzac Day into a, a yearly fixture. And I mean, they had the lighting of the cauldron just to make it something. Oh, how magic was that? Yeah. It looked absolutely unreal. Um, actually, to be honest, that was the only reason I regretted not going to the game. We were seeing there when they turned yeah. off all the lights. Yeah. Um, if I say, yeah, you know, it's delicate to say this, but um, I'm glad that uh, they could real, um, bring Ron Barassi out again because he's such a massive figure. Um, yeah. But, um, it, yeah, his, uh, his days in the public eye are very much numbered, yeah. um, sadly. Yep. You know, it happens to us all at one stage. Um, so uh, I said at the start of the season that having so many Friday night games might be detrimental to Richmond. Yep. You reckon Hardwick's still going to be there next year? Um, yeah, I think he will. I think they'll just give him his um, due course for his contract and then assess it from there. But um, it seemed like they they just didn't finish off their chances. They had you know, a massive edge in the forward entries um, got smashed in the clearances a bit but uh, I think it was 32 to 17 forward entries at, at half time or something like yeah, that yeah something like that and just couldn't finish it off and you can see from the get go that um, they just didn't have it on that night um, there's never really a stage where I thought yep they're going to win this yeah I thought in the first minute um, I think Richmond got a goal in the first minute or minute 30 or something like that yeah, and remember. Melbourne looked soft and then they switched on after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. There were clean pickups and handballs hit targets. And, yeah. You know, it's a simple game at the end of the day. Um, so onward to Carlton versus St Kilda over in New Zealand. Yep. 8,000 that rocked up. Yep. And I don't know how many of them were locals. Might have been 8,000 watching on TV too. Yeah, about so lucky. Um, and I saw most of this game and it was all right. Um, yep. I mean, it was, it was scrappy. But, um, you know, there were some good passages of play and Carlton did all right. Yeah, um, I think it's just sort of um, a bit lucky for both those teams that are struggling a bit that they had the Collingwood versus Essendon game overlapping or over the top. At, so that, at the end of it, yeah. Yeah, so that no one really, you know, there wasn't too much talk about it towards no. the end. Um, it was good that Carlton got a first win on the board, um, especially for Mick Moldhouse, because he, he breaks the record next week. Next week, is it? And it would have been bad if they're going in 0-4 yeah. yep. and, you know, um, likely 0-5 when he's breaking the record. You don't want to stumble over the line. But yeah, exactly. They got a good win. Um, there was one funny passage of play. Now, I've forgotten which player it was, but I know it was Bryce Gibbs next to him. Um, running through the centre square, uh, going into the goal, and the player's got the ball, and he's about a metre in front of Bryce Gibbs, a Carlton player. Yep. And he's pointed back and going, you, shepherd him right there, right there. Yep. Bryce Gibbs going, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, son. I do the kicking around here. You give it to me. You shepherd the... And he did. And he kicked, and he kicked the goal. And I was like, there's a veteran move. That's it. And um, I'm sure whoever the other player was, I remember that one for him. He's a veteran. Yep. It's <laughs> one of those things he uh, remember. Get this one back on him. Um, and then the big one, Anzac Day. Uh, Collingwood Edison. Um, do you pick it? Um, no. I didn't pick it, but I'm not surprised. It just seems it's, like... It's just Anzac Day. Yeah, yeah, plus it's raining and it's, you know, you're know you not going to have a blowout in the wet like that. Yeah, when, when it's raining, it usually day. evens up things. I thought Collingwood were a chance because during the week, I think Mick Malloy called Swan, uh, Dane Swan um, uh, Piggy or, or, or Pudgy or something like that. Oh, okay. I thought, okay, yep, you stir him up, he's going to go kill. So it must be that time of the year again where Swanee has to... <laughs> Justify his body yeah, shape. yep. Um, yeah, he had, a, he had a good one. But um, what really set them apart in Collingwood in this one was their shots from outside 50. Yeah. There weren't many goals kicked in the game. And I think more than half of their goals were 
you know, long bombs that cleared the line or, or ones that skidded through. Yep. Jeez, that was a, it was amazing to watch. And that looks like kids stand up as well. Um, Seedsman got the medal. Seedsman got the medal, yeah. Uh, uh, which w- wasn't a bad effort. Yeah, I mean, there were a few people that had their name in the hat, but, you know, yeah, it's fair, fair call. Yeah. Season played pretty well. Again, and it was another great tight uh, contest for, for Anzac Day. Um, e- even with the horrid weather, it lived up to um, the, the what we expect yeah. out of yeah. those games. And uh, mind you, um, the other good thing, uh, talking about it during the week, it was not great weather, and they still had yeah. 88,000. 88,000 or something like that, yeah. I mean, you just think about it, and, and uh, Kevin Sheedy and Sam Newman actually alluded to it during the week. Yep. There were the biggest um, attended sporting event in the world on that day was one Melbourne suburb versus another Melbourne suburb. Yep. Like, there, there's no World Cup fixtures yeah. or, or, you know, this country versus that country or, yeah. or state versus state. It was just... Essendon versus yep. Collingwood <laughs> in the world had nobody, nobody more. Yeah, that's rejected. a good point, actually, when you put it from that perspective. You didn't really think about it like that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing. Um, and they've, uh, they've earned that. And, yeah, it's just good to see people still get out there. And I think it's one of those games that attracts a lot of interstate crowd. Yep. So regardless of what the weather is, people have come to Melbourne just for that game. And they're going regardless. There'll be people right now that are planning their trip next year. Yeah, exactly. Um, to, to go to Anzac Day. Um, okay. GWS versus Gold Coast. This is the, the, the tale of two cities, really, isn't it? Yep. Um, yep. Yep, exactly. I think a, a few people thought Gold Coast would sneak into the eight this year. They have to play finals. Yep. And GWS were just a little bit off the ball. Yep. Um, God damn, they've done well. Yeah, yeah, they have. All their veterans, they look like, you know, they've been lucky. Yeah. And that they've got, um, you know, Pat Full fell into their lap. And, yeah. Um, Mumford was forced out of the Swans, but, you know, he's in his second year there now. Yeah, he's, he's looking looking pretty fit now too, Mumford. So he's he's looking like Mumford. Yeah. He's still the monster that he is. barrel chest. Yeah. Prance around the forward lines. Yeah, still demolishing um, sausage nights everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's really amazing about GWS, oh, and, you know, Griffin, of course, as well. Um, in the off-season, uh, you know, Patton's done his knee last year, so he's not playing this year. Yeah. Um, they lost Boyd. Who yep. is um, you know going to stand up and be their big tall forward, and they've come out and Cameron's uh, still playing well. Ken McCarthy's kick six, yeah, and um, James Stewart. Now Ken McCarthy and James Stewart, um, I couldn't even name them as AFL players um, yeah. last year, yeah, and now they're he, he's kicked a the regulars up there, yeah, yeah. And I mean they've got they've got their week in week outers that always stand up like Shiel, yeah. Um, like Shield, yeah. Just quietly, he could be in the top three for the Brownlow right now. Oh, I think absolutely. He absolutely. Be, he could He's be been killing double, it. He could be in double-digit votes. And I think the only thing that might work against him is that they've got another few youngsters there that have been killing it as well. Yeah. Uh, Keneally had a good game and yep. Bug. Yeah, um, Bug's been playing well. Um, and and they've, they've been holding up. I can't remember the other fellow's name. Yeah, I think he had like 30, 30-odd touches. And we can Callum Ward. So was, oh, Callum Ward, yeah, yeah. From, from, the, from the Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. their veterans have done well. Um, They'll they get them on. Then you go look at the Gold Coast. Um, Malcheski, he wouldn't get a game in the Swans reserves. Yeah, he was their probably their best player in the last month of last year. Now he's looking shocking. And it's just it's it's sort of is that the the peak that he got to? And it's just over the hill now, or is it just a different environment? He can't adjust to a game plan. Or I mean, the, you'd expect a little bit of a, a, a atrophy. Um, yeah. he, I don't know. He's, I think he's thirty one or thirty two. Yeah. But not as dramatic as, as it's been. And I think Fox Footy showed that his kicking efficiency was down to like forty percent at some stage. Yeah. That's just, and he was one of the best over the last couple of years. Uh, it could just be a mental thing as well. 
Just be adjusting something off the field. Who knows? But it's, yeah, it's kind of out of nowhere. I would have thought he's one that would have had not too much trouble. Yeah, and, and short up their back line. They yeah. needed a bit of experience down there. Yeah. Um, but it's been shocking. I don't know, maybe he's, he's retired early and still being paid. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it was, uh, it's not looking very good for Gold Coast at all. Yeah, and I think with GWS, maybe, I mean, potentially one of the advantages they had with a completely clean slate and not a whole lot of, of leadership on the field is that it's given um, the young kids the chance to develop as their own leaders of that team. Yeah. And they haven't anyone to follow. They've just had to let personalities develop and emerge and... Basically, there's no Gary Ablett in the centre telling everyone or showing everyone how you play the game. Yeah, which looked like the they went the wrong way when they first started. Yeah, because they paid the big money for um, uh, Tom Scully. Yeah, yeah, um, who's turned into an okay player. Yeah, but you know he's not the Ablett. Exactly, he's not. He's not a million bucks. Um, but um, they've just done really well. Yeah, you know, Heath Shaw's playing well as well. And yeah. If you have a look at um, you know the, the backline generals for the two teams, you have got Heath Shaw on one side and, yep. and Malcheski on the other. Yeah. I know which one you take now, and it's not a hard choice at all. Mm. Yeah, I think it says a lot about just having no pressure when they're at home. There's no media hounding them. I mean, to be honest, they walk down the street, no one probably even looks twice. We, we, yeah. Um, so, they're, you know, it's been very careful how they've been structured, you know, um, raising them up as you know, all living in the like a college campus and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Probably more for safety or anything out in Western <laughs> Sydney. <laughs> could could very well be. Um, but it's it's going to be the... Blueprint, I think, from here on forward, if there's any more expansion teams yeah. in, in other sports, too. Yeah. Um, and on to the two big blockbusters of Saturday night, and both games took a similar um, turn. Yep. They will start with uh, Port and Hawthorne, um, because obviously we watched this game pretty closely. Yep. Um, that first quarter from Port was just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's when Port are switched on. That's just what they can do to a team. It doesn't matter what it, team it is. Yeah, it was amazing, the run. Um, now, they kicked eight goals, two, I think, and yep. maybe three of those goals were gimmies. Yeah. The rest were snaps around the corner, yep. going through. And, um, you know, in this kind of game, you, yeah, you can call them lucky, but at the same time, you've got to make yourself get lucky. Yeah, exactly. You put yourself in the position to get lucky. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they, were, they were absolutely killing it. Um, late going down didn't. I, th- I don't think it affected it that much. No, nah, it wasn't, wasn't the 10 goal difference with Lake well, going down or whatever they got out to. And they weren't getting um, killed by a key forward. So losing yeah, a key exactly. back isn't the issue. They were getting yeah. killed out of the middle. And that's what kind of makes it hard to match up against them when they've got so many different sources of um, goals from their midfield going forward and all running, you know, two or three numbers around the ball. It's pretty hard to match up on because you can't single out just one or two people to mark on, mark up on and stop their, their yep. sort of flood of goals. Yeah. It's yeah, just it a wave a, that comes through. It was just well spread. I think you see pressure and counter-attack seems to be the only thing that really makes them think twice about their running game and putting numbers around the ball. Yeah. I don't think they... They were uh, really fearless with that, you know, leaving their man and running yeah. on. Yeah. Because, I mean, we were watching it and how many times do we say that Hawthorne would kick to a two-on-one contest yeah. in their forward line and then... Um, to get the ball and then there'll be another loose man yeah, yeah. Like, well how can you have a two on one plus a loose man yeah you know, what's going on and the key to a contest with the same thing yeah You're like how how is this happening um i i don't know if robbie gray pulling out actually helped because th- their first three rounds he was pretty much the only one standing up in their midfield yeah yeah i mean that, that might sound a bit harsh but he was killing it in the midfield yeah now he left it's like everyone else is all right well we can't rely on him anymore mm. um and they just uh, they held held the held their ground. And that's it. It's just like a team of ants. It's just yeah. all a little bit of teamwork, and that's it. It's right all linked up together. And that's it. There's no one doing anything particularly flashy or 
me to get Wingard to get a hanger or a couple of snaps yeah. and that. Well, all the hard work's done before the ball gets down there. Yeah, he, he had a really good first quarter, you know, playing on the ball as well as down forward. I think yeah. he kicked the first. Um, but uh, some of the other things that, um, that uh, Ken Hinckley did, um, Kane Corns came back in. He's their number one tagger. Yep. Um, sent him to the 32-year-old Sam Mitchell. Yep. Um, because you've still got to send him to Sam Mitchell. I mean, other teams haven't done it. They've been trying to tag... Um, Isaac Smith or Bradley yeah. Hill or you know one of the others yep. and uh, he goes no we'll, we'll go to the old fella because he's the one that's still yeah. he's still the general <laughs> yeah he's the one that yeah exactly if you keep him occupied it, it does a lot to sort of disrupt their momentum and their structure and yeah because there you got him and Hodge and between them one of them is going to be telling someone what to do yep wherever uh, they are both of them all day yeah. all day um, and when Hawthorne got back into it, that's what happened. Is Mitchell got it? Um, yeah. Got off a little bit. Yeah. The ball got in Hodges' hands and Burgoyne um, hands as well. And it did look like Port started to run out of legs towards the end. There looked a bit out on their feet. And I mean, it's not surprising when you put in that same effort against North Melbourne week before. Yep. Then you've backed it up and done that again to um, to the Hawks at home this time. And I mean, it's a great style of footy, but can you play it for a whole season and then finals? Yeah, it's going to be difficult. I mean, last year they. Um, Dropped off a little bit during mid year. Yeah, um, yeah. But th- they've had a really tough start to the season with their yep. games, and they've come out. Um, what are they two and two now? Yeah, and I-, I wonder if they factor this into sort of their uh, season plan. I mean, they break it up into blocks, I think, of four weeks or whatever. Well, yeah. If they say we're going to train to play this hard running footy for this four weeks, and then you sort of have that, you know, rehabilitation month where maybe you've got different games that have a different game plan. And yeah. um, you sort of taper off towards the middle and then build it back up for the finals. I'm sure it'll be considered in the coaching structures. Got to time your run. But yeah. um, that's yeah. why, you know, early early season wins are really important because it means that uh, you can start to manage your, your teams. Yeah, that's it. The ones that they've got, the niggles can, you know what, you can sit out this game here. Yeah. Um, and that's what you have to do. They have to be rested because it's it's too hard to tell someone who's a paid athlete to not go 100% when oh, you're on the field. They can't, yeah. It, it's drummed into them. It's just their natural instinct. Yeah, it's just uh, competitive juice to start flowing and they want to win and that's what they're, they're paid to do and done all their whole life. And so, it's yeah, it's hard to say. You know, we've got to just play a bit smarter and not just as flat out. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a phenomenal game. Um, and I, even though, you know, Hawthorne came back, it never felt like they were going to get there. Yeah, yeah. It always seemed like, um, you know, it was a, just a bridge too far. Yeah. Um, and it was nearly the same story over on the other side of the country um, with uh, Frio versus Sydney. Yeah, and um, I think for me, that one was just about as unexpected as the Port Hawks one. Cause yep. Port Hawks both play sort of a, a style of footy that's potentially going to d- demolish another team, the other a- attacking, team. Attacking, very yeah. attacking. Whereas, you know, Sydney and Frio... I mean, Frio, yeah, they can they can do that as well, but they still have great defense where they can lock it down as well. And Sydney are definitely that that way. Both of them have tried to add attacking to their um yeah. their, their arsenal, um, but uh, yeah, look, that's two weeks in a row. Frio have just blown the game open in yep. the first quarter or the first half. Even I think Sydney only had one goal at half time. Obviously, we were watching the other games, so yeah. we didn't follow it as closely. Saw it towards the end, but Sydney, you're looking at all sorts. To be honest, look like they're stuck between a rock and a hard place because they either got to try and clean out their list and rebuild or they've got to somehow convince themselves that they've still got a premiership in well, there and I mean, add some add some talent. There's three and one, so they're not doing too badly. Yeah, but the way they've been playing, it's just not, you know what I mean? They, it's just not. They ran over Essendon in round one. They did enough against yeah. GWS and, See, and they, they buried Port. Yeah, but the story with GWS, I think, uh, the GWS game was more 
um, GWS's emergence more than anything else? I think so, I yeah. they played really yeah, well. Maybe um, so, I mean, again, that's, that's not an easy run-in. Now, if, if you consider GWS being a good side, Essendon, yeah, not a bad side either. Yeah. And Frio and Port, there's two teams that have finished, um, you know, in prelim finals in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to have um, some easier games on the back end or through the middle. Um, but uh, I think Tippett and um, Franklin both had a good game. Um, Tippett kicked some nice yeah. goals, um, which, you know, for key forwards is kind of nice. And yeah. Franklin always uses his body well. There was some of the when Franklin was playing up the ground, some of his field kicking is just amazing. Yeah, yeah. There was one where he's picked somebody out from sixty meters you know, in between four different Frio um, defenders, and you just hit yeah. my chest. I'm like, could you imagine if he was kicking to himself? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure and, if he could, he'd probably give it a crack. I reckon. And there's uh, the other thing that the game showed. I think is that there's only two things that can stop Nat Fife from getting the brown line this year, and that's suspension and injury. Yep. Um, and you don't hope either of them. No, no. He's just, he just he seems to defy his build as an AFL player. Yep. Because he looks like a little head on a stick kind of <laughs> fella running around. A little dicky knee. Yeah, but he's always there, just no matter ball ball's there, and you see him hanging around. Busting through packs. Yeah. And um, the other thing, I mentioned it during the game, um, he gets a, you know, a slightly high knock or... or Somebody tugs on his jumper, yeah. and he's like Lionel Messi. He just keeps going. I've got to get yep. the ball. got to get the yeah. ball. The umpire will take care of the umpire. And yep. oh, God damn, that's good to see. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's, uh, he's really looked... Since you know, Ablett's been out with his shoulder and hasn't been able to play this year, mm. he's really looked a class above anybody yeah. else. Yeah, and it yeah, seems effortless as well, the way he plays. seems like he's just yeah, not he trying. He just keeps going. Um, teams have now got to really think, what are we going to do about him? Yeah, yeah. Um, but... Uh, Look for mine, Freo were flag favourites. Yeah, and um, I think, yeah, it's always going to be how well they can play or at the MCG I yeah. think, with, with Freo. Well, it's just what it comes down to. With a bit of luck, um, you consider who else is up in the uh, the, the top half. Um, they're not going to, I don't think they've got many games at the MCG at all. They, yeah. don't, they don't play Hawthorne at the MCG. Yep. Um, you know, if Essendon are the second best. Um, Melbourne-based side, they're yep. probably going to play Essendon at Etihad. Yep. Collingwood, I don't know if they play Collingwood at the MCG either. So, if a bit of luck, the only game they'll have to really win at the MCG will be the last one. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, that's... And that, I mean, there's a good, good chance it could be against someone whose home ground isn't the MCG either. Yeah. It'd be two in a status. Exactly. In which case, you know, I, I think Freo, after losing in um, 2013, yeah. um, they're not going to go for the hype train this time. There won't be all the nerves. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the shell shock. Um yeah, uh, I think it's round four, and I'm naming favourites. Why not? Yeah, no, I know. Well, I wrote them off before round one, so me too. I'll jump back on the bandwagon. Why not? Why not that one? Yeah. See, if I say both sides, then I can claim <laughs> yeah, I'm right exactly. at least once. Yeah, I've got a soundbite. I've got a soundbite. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Um, but look, at half time of both of these games, I thought this season's over. It's free open yeah. grand final. Yeah, and then both the visitors um, fought back. So um, there's still a very good chance that that was the top four. Yeah. Um, oh, and the other thing I noticed about this round is uh, it was finals rematch round. Was it? Um, because um, North played Geelong and North knocked Geelong out of the finals last year. Yep. Um, Sydney played Frio in a first round of the finals. Yep. And Hawthorne obviously knocked Frio, uh, Port out in the prelim. Oh, yeah. There you go. And um, neither Collingwood or Essendon played finals. Well, Essendon, so. Essendon did, but they got knocked out by North. Oh, yeah. And North can't play twice. Yeah, that's and, right. uh, <laughs> and Richmond played finals last year too. But yeah. uh, Well, they were there for one game. 
Um, on to the Sunday. Now, I didn't see much of the Sunday footy, but um, I don't think anybody saw much of West Coast and the Lions. No, did not watch a kick of the West Coast Lions. Um, I was not a, interested. I saw a quarter, and it was only wasn't interested. I was home alone. No, I was watching the UFC for the morning ones. So. <laughs> um, uh, if they did enough, West Coast. Uh, I think Luke Shuey got injured again, which is oh, just, just more injuries that West Coast needed. Yep. Um, it's... It's very hard to watch the Lions at the minute. It is. And the thing is, even, I mean, the only real uh, comment on it is based on Supercoach scores. Yep. <laughs> and it looked like the players that are supposed to be really the heart and soul or the, the engine room for that team, they just weren't there. So they were more the exhaust. That's about it. Um, oh, I can't believe at one stage I thought they were playing finals this year. Yep. Um, now, oh, they're very lucky they play Gold Coast next week. Yeah. Well, that's my, my little darkie is Lepich going to get the sack. You called it. You said he would at the turn. And the other one was wait, Darky for the Coleman as well. <laughs> Kicked another three. Yeah, it's not going to happen. No, probably not. Um, West Coast. Um, John, uh, sorry, what's his bloody name? Josh Kennedy. Yeah. Um, he's called the flat track bully, and he kicked three goals five. So you know, yeah, he might be a flat track bully, but he can't throw a punch. Yeah, he's pretty cockeyed too. You <laughs> think? <laughs> um, yeah, again, I, I don't know what the crowd numbers were there, but they're going to struggle. Yeah, uh, I mean, West Coast generally always get a fairly decent crowd, but if that's where it was, or was it that? No, it was up there. Uh, I just saw West Coast written down first. And yeah, I put, the winners, I put the winners down <laughs> oh, first, right. just so I know. Um, okay, down to Sleepy Hollow. It's Skilled Stadium or Simmons Stadium, well, whatever the fuck they call it. I don't know what it is now. It's um, um, West I, Melbourne. Yeah, West <laughs> Melbourne. I saw a little bit of this game, but um, I think it was actually one I picked, uh, North getting up. Yeah, I watched it. Um, I had a slow start. Yep, but um, they just regrouped and uh, good work by Higgins and um, Zebul did enough. Um, he showed some guts, Zebul. Yeah, he's always, always got Boomer taking everybody on and needed well. Thomas <laughs> played well as well. So um, yeah, well, I saw the first quarter when Thomas was dancing and prancing around and couldn't put a foot right. So yeah, obviously he switched that on. Yeah, Robbie Tarrant had a good game in the, from what I saw. Yeah, he did. He did play well um, down the fence, made a few good stops, and it was just um, good kicking for goal as well and. Some smart decision-making by North. Um, played a good running game through the middle. A lot of times they just managed to get free and run right at the top. Brown stood up in the forward lines, took some good marks. And I tell you, if he wasn't a fan favourite already, then he is by now. Oh, definitely. I can see him sort of getting a little cult following down there, as I suspect Danaher will get at Essendon, oh, playing yeah, that same yeah. same role. Jeez, he looks like he gets everything out of himself, too. He's just, oh, absolutely. He just absolutely loves the contest. Looks like he's allergic to the gym room. <laughs> I've always said about it. He looks like he's, he would have spent his first paycheck on um, Slurpees and yeah. whiz fizz. Or probably Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> 8 or something. <laughs> footy cards. He probably bought footy cards. Yeah. <laughs> and then got the players to sign him after the game. <laughs> got, got his own and, yeah. and fell over. Um, and Boomer Harvey is still um, massively contributing. Yeah, yeah. He's still doing plenty. He's still quick. That's the thing. He hasn't slowed down. He hasn't lost any toe. Um, what's he got uh, 12 to go for his 400 something like that yeah something oh, i can't remember can't remember millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but noom worked for me get your personalized plan today at noom.com Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Um, which actually brings me back to something I wanted to talk about with the Collingwood Essendon game. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'll diverge over there. Um, Dustin Fletcher kicking a goal from inside the center square. Did he? They're going to show Shit. that for years to come. Jesus yeah, Christ. The old man, I think he's 40 this week, um, kicking barrels on, in his 18th Anzac Day game. To be honest, that's probably what he does all training. Yeah, probably all he does. <laughs> yep. He's <laughs> there bombs down there. Um, if you didn't cheer for that, then you shouldn't be at the footy. <laughs> yeah, yep. Um, anyway, uh, back to Boomer. Um, I think he's got 12 to go or something like that. Both those two are going to play 400 this year. Yep. Um, I think Boomer might have an outside chance of getting Michael Tuck's record because he's playing on next yeah, year for sure. Yeah, true. Yeah. And, you know, barring injury and suspension, yep. um, he could probably get there late next year. Yep. But it's also plausible that he could go on 2017. Yeah. And if he plays 2017, he's getting the record. Yep. Um, and uh, that's... Uh, that's not a bad effort for the little fella. And I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing to happen down at Arden Street. No, they they're still it. in Arden Street. Arden, yeah, 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 yeah. still there. Um, but yeah, I reckon he's got, he's got a good chance of it. I don't think anybody expects Fletcher to play next year. No, um, but um, yeah, he's he's got a good chance. Um, and on to the final game, which I heard the last two minutes on the radio. Um, yeah, Bulldogs and Crows. No way, no way did you pick it. No, not a chance. I mean. Pretty much, Western Bulldogs have gone how I anticipated Frio to go this yeah. year. I mean, um, Frio, uh, hang on, I fucked it up. Western Bulldogs, I was assuming that they were going to go like Frio did, but they've gone the way Frio... Ah, I fucked up again. All right, they've done well. What, what I said about how Frio <laughs> were going to do this year is right. how I thought Western Bulldogs were going to go. You thought they were going to fall off as well? Yeah, I fucked up both of them. I think that um, the Bulldogs, everyone had every right to expect the Bulldogs to go shit. Yep. They, they lost uh, Libba. Um, to a knee. Yep. They lost their captain to yep. Um, GWS. Uh, yep. And they're still paying their captain a good 200 grand or something. Yes. Right. They got Tom Boyd in, who's not ready yet, apparently. Yep. Um, lost Higgins to North. Lost Higgins oh. to North as well. And Bonton Pelly's gone from strength to strength. Yeah. Stringer's kicked a lazy half dozen. Yep. McRae's killing it. Um, and they're just looking like um, world beaters. Uh, yeah, it just seems... Um playing as a good team that's it and they've gone alright we don't have any stars so the old rule you know which is it's a bit funny because they looked shell shocked last week against Hawthorne yeah, yeah. Um, you know maybe losing Bontepelli uh, uh, before the game and then yeah. lost during the game yeah. maybe it just you know, just stressed them a bit too much yeah and they might have gone oh my god we're going to get flogged yeah and it looks like this week they went right we're ready let's go yeah and god it, 55 against the undefeated Adelaide yeah, and I mean, when you look at the way the two sides play this year, it looks like it had the potential to be a good close match, but you wouldn't have picked... If it wasn't that, you would have picked Adelaide with a blowout. Yeah. You wouldn't have picked Western form. Bulldogs just pumping and putting to the sword in the first quarter. Yeah. And it's what that third one this weekend that just had absolute demolition in the first quarter. Yeah, the first half, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, probably three or four, um, if you include um, GWS game. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's actually Sydney Freo was like that as well, wasn't and, it? And Hawthorne Port. Yeah. 
Um, amazing weekend. Um, the, the only other thing I did here was uh, I think Eddie Betts kicked three goals in junk time to give him four for the game. Oh, yeah. um, but uh, from what I could hear on the radio, uh, not much supply up forward anyway, so it's yeah. not like he could kick a bag. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to still come out with four for a small forward, um, again, he's certainly um, justified his uh, his pay packet from... Yeah, uh, he's obviously loving it down there, Adelaide. Yeah. Probably a bit less pressure. Uh, just uh, goes yeah, what he needs to do. Just doing what he does. Yeah. yeah. God, so right now, I think GWS uh, sitting third. No, uh, second. Second, I think. And They're... Collingwood is sitting third or fourth. Yeah, I think uh, up there, yeah. We were really about ready to sack Buckley after round two. Oh, I was ready to sack him a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's looking like a genius. Yep. Um, Mick Moldhouse is he's safe through to the end of the year. Uh, Gold Coast are on a rebuild. Hardwick's in trouble. So, yeah, we, we can change who we're writing off week to week for now. Yeah. Um, that's just. Uh, I'm sure this will be a whole different story by you know round eight or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be we'll writing off Clarkson by then, I think. I'm telling you, I'm seriously. We're waiting for the Lions to go on a tear until round, <laughs> round eleven. Round eleven, and then they're screwed. So um, it is. All right, so we'll we'll quickly go through uh, predictions for next week, round five. Um, we have got the mix breaks the record on Friday night with Carlton Collingwood. Yeah, um, th- won't get the win though. I reckon, no, I reckon Collingwood will put in a good performance for him. <laughs> Collingwood will. Yep. <laughs> Lovely. Um, Tigers and the Cats? Uh, well, I can't bet against Tigers, so I've got to go Tigers. I think they might bounce back. Is that the MCG or is it down there? MCG. MCG, yeah. I mean, to be honest, we've played pretty decent against the Cats the last couple of times, but they've actually been uh, over in Geelong. We actually didn't play too bad, but um, yeah, it's, it's really hard to tell because um, if the Tigers rocked up like they played this week then you'd have to beat the Cats but Cats didn't do so crash out this week either so Cats are one and three yeah and the only team they've really beaten is, the only team they've beaten is Gold Coast yeah um, and I mean the matchup it's, it's a pretty decent matchup but it's, I think it's a good time for both teams yeah yeah um, if Delidio's back I think I think that's going to be my tip yeah I think I think they said they're still not certain this they're about him playing on the weekend so I'm guessing probably a certainty for this week You'd hope so, especially yeah. after the, the, um, what they've done. Yeah, because yeah. it was more of a precaution for the week. So still a bit of tightness and they didn't want to test it. And I think they said during the game, uh, before the game, that since Delidio's been drafted, um, Tigers are 2-8. and eight. Yeah. And the like only that. two teams, the only two wins were against both against Brisbane. Yeah, with him um, being out. Um, so, yeah, the Cats are uh, not travelling too well. Um, but they got a lot of uh, tall timber that, um, they just can't get the ball down to. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they really got to struggle from here. Yeah, and um, I mean they've lost a few players that are starting to play really well for the new teams as yeah, well. So exactly. Um, you got Varco, who's been playing pretty well. Hunt, right. Hunt's been playing well for the Tigers. Yes. Chappie, he's been you know playing yeah. awful first and then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of great years. Yeah. He's had. Um, and he was pushed out too. Yeah, that's it. And yeah, maybe they're held on to the wrong ones, or maybe these players were never going to play this uh, quality football at Geelong. Yeah. Sydney and the Bulldogs at the SCG. This is going to be very interesting because you know, yeah, Bulldogs faded against Hawthorne and, and didn't show up. Yep, and then they've come out and uh, given Adelaide a hiding. So now they've got to continue that. They, yeah, they can't go in there and go, oh my god, it's Sydney. I hope we don't get flogged because yep. then they will. And I mean, the way they played, it's got the potential to be game of the round. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see if they have uh, rough head on uh, Franklin because somebody's got to stop him yeah and I mean it's going to be interesting to see how the Bulldogs go on the SCG as well yep a little bit tighter 
Well, it's, they've extended it now, but I still don't trust their 50 yeah, line. Yeah, me neither. I'd like to walk that out. Yeah. <laughs> just to check. Um, the the big Q clash. Yep. Gold Coast go. versus Look Lions. Um, I'll find out what the results are on Monday in the paper, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even think I'm going to look up the scores on on the AFL app for this one. That's yep. how little interest I have in it. Yeah. Um, how unwatchable it's going to be. I'm going for the first draw of the season. Nil all. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Penalty kicks after, after the final siren. Torrential downpour and both of them go, nah, fuck it. I tell you, they're not charging to go and watch this game, are they? Is I it, don't know. I think, I think they're, they're giving away um, tickets to the staff. Oh, I'm going to say, because if, if there is a fee to walk into the ground and watch this game, I'm calling the ACCC. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it's a rip-off, whatever it is. <laughs> I think um, I was playing at half-time during the Broncos first, whatever they're playing this week. <laughs> Queens, North Queensland Cowboys or something. Yeah. Um, by the way, are we, are we going to Tigers-Cats? 145? Yeah. Well, what is that? What day is it? Uh, Saturday. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I might try and do double duty then. Yeah. Um, because Haw- uh, North and Hawks, Etihad Stadium, Saturday Ooh, night. Here we go. What a game. It's going to be a cracker. Um, interesting from Hawthorne, who's going to line up in the back half because uh, Lake's gone. Yeah. He's done yep. his knee, so he'll be a couple of weeks. Um, James Frawley's still gone. And uh, North's forward line with Brown, Waite, Petrie, that's a tall forward line. Yep. Um, put someone on Thomas as well. Yeah, you've got to look after Lindsay Thomas. Yep. Um, I hope it'd be great if um, Angus Litherland comes back in because he plays really great on those dangerous small forwards. Yep. But you've got to find a spot for him because yeah. if he comes back in, somebody else has got to go out. Yep. Um, Showmaker's been sitting in the VFL. Um, yep. I haven't checked how he went today, but if he doesn't get a game now with Frawley and Lake both out, yeah. then. You got to consider where your future's at. Yeah, and I think it's just going to take Hawks um, sharing the the work down there. You're going to have to probably do a, a fair bit of running out of the back lines. Yep. With them um, there bombing in, and I think you'll find Burgoyne maybe sweep across the half back line, help him get it get it through the middle or something like that. Yeah, it, it, again, that, that's probably one of the problems with Hawthorne at the minute is it's um, Hodge, Mitchell, Lewis, Burgoyne are the ones that are being the driving now. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great because they're still out there and still doing it. But um, I think uh, Lewis is 28 and the others are 31, 32. Yeah. Um, You do need the the next generation to step up. Yeah. Um, But uh, North have been win-loss, win-loss so far this year. So they're due for a loss. So I'm going with the Hawks. Yep. I reckon the Hawks will get across the line too. Uh, West Coast and GWS, great opportunity for GWS to get their first win ever against the WA side. That's over in West Coast, is it? Over there. Yeah, that's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one. West Coast, I didn't rate them too much when they're doing just enough to be thereabouts. Um, and they, you know, if Luke Shuey doesn't play, um, mm. that's just another injury they've got. Yeah, they've still got class in their team. Yeah, jeez, I, I don't know. This could be an upset. I, I'm, I think I'm going to back GWS. Yeah, I think they will. I think they'll they'll run off their feet. So I think they'll get across the line. Um, Melbourne Frio at the G. Well, we're talking about three of the G. It's going to be a, a little bit dip the toe in the water. So yep. I'll back them. I'll back them against. On a Sunday? Yeah, I think Freo is going to win. Yeah, because I think Melbourne's their sort of annoying tagging running game, and that's Freo's game that they do a lot better. Yep, yeah. So, um, yeah you've got Paul Roos um, coaching versus Ross Lyon, so yeah. and probably not a high-scoring affair. The the only thing could be, does Freo send over their best 22? Because they've been known to rest yep. a few, um, you know. Sandlands, it's a it's a long flight for the big fella. Yeah. So he might not make the trip. And I mean, he's uh, this game is going to be one lost in the ruck. Yep. You know what I mean. Um, 
and a lot of times you, you'll find I don't know what it is, but it seems like Sandilands is a bit easy to read in the ruck because he's so Sometimes, dominant. Yeah, you, you find a lot of clubs um, they don't try and win the tap; they just try and yeah. just bump into Sandilands and then see where the ball lands. Yeah. Um, but you know, when you got Fife running around, and if, if you give, mm. um, you, if you give a hard tag to Fife, then you got Monday, you got Barlow. Yeah, and yeah. Um, that'd be very interesting if Van Bur- uh is it Van Burlo? Vince, Vince, Bernie Vince. Yeah, me. Um, if Bernie Vince gives the hard tag to Fife again, um, well, I mean, you'd, you'd you'd bet on it. I think. Yeah. Right, that's that's the way it's going to go. He did okay on Cochin on Friday night, didn't he? He, he did all right. I mean, Cochin had a, enough of the ball to say it was, it was a contest. Yeah, 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 he had enough of it. But if, if he gets on top of Fife, um, you know, he, he's claimed Dangerfield yeah. and Fife in three weeks. That's yep. not a bad effort. Yeah, exactly. Um, St. Kilda and Essendon, uh, both coming off a loss. Yep. Essendon will be, um, I don't, not embarrassed, but they'll certainly want to make amends for losing on Anzac Day. Yeah. And St. Kilda, hopefully they'll get rewalt back because that's the only thing that'll make this yep. a contest, I think. Yep. Yeah. Over at Eddie had. Um, yeah, I have to back to Essendon this one. I think so. And then showdown, Crows versus Port. Yeah, this is going to be a good match to finish off on a Sunday evening. Yeah, um, it's going to be a cracker. It's almost um, ruined by Adelaide losing. Um, well, I won't say ruined, but um, be very interesting how Port come back from a a, a bruising encounter, yeah. um, a tiring encounter, and a couple of weeks in a row of hard footy as well. Yep, um, but they're on a two-game winning streak, whereas Adelaide have dropped one. They um, that nobody expected them to. Mm. So I, I dare say they'll have... Um, Phil Walsh looks like the kind that doesn't mind yelling. Yeah. Um, so they're going to have um, a, a tough week, but it, it's going to be so much on this game. It's going to be an absolute ripper with so much on the line in round five. Yeah, well, I'm going to go on the Crows. I reckon they'll, they'll get up. They'll bounce back? Yep. I, I think, reckon they'll get up. I think the Crows too. I think they might just be... A, they've got to be physical. Like, that's the way they're going to win this match yep. is try and slow it down, get a bit physical. Probably would be... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Crows, I reckon they'll get across the line. Maybe seventeen points. I'm going seventeen points. Yeah. I reckon they'll. Um, a, we might see another um, Port just running out. I mean, they've got an eight-day break. Yeah, um, yeah. It'd be interesting to see. I think they've got a few players that are uh, not injured, but certainly under, under yeah. a bit of a cloud and, and playing under due rest. Probably, probably due for a little furlough. Yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, they've finally got their season on the way. Yeah. Um, all right, so some of the other issues going around um, that I thought we'd take a talk yep. um, about. Um, you might have seen the footage of uh, Clarkson getting hassled by some yobbo. Yeah. Um, I've got to say, I'm glad that all the um, talk about it I've seen is that dude's a dickhead. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Um, obviously, you've had a tough day at the office and you, you come <laughs> back home yeah. and you've got some drunken lout just screaming in your ear. At the same time, I... I if he punched him, you probably shouldn't punch him, but geez, yeah. you'd want to. You'd want to, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think in that situation, probably the shirt punch is appropriate. Yeah, you know what I mean? Jumper it's, punch. It's not a, a wind-up, it's just a little short, you know, a couple of inches, and, you know, don't do that again, well, son. He, he's known for having a temper, too, the little little Clarkson. Well, yeah, well, obviously, he hasn't seen what he can do to a coach's box. <laughs> <laughs> I thought somebody else said he, he was actually an accident. He missed, he was aiming for the wall. <laughs> And I guess and they mustn't get that news across in Adelaide, so... Yeah. Um, but the, I mean, the stupid thing about it was he, he, he was filming it or his girlfriend was filming or something. Yeah. He got exactly what he wanted. Yeah, which exactly. Which was attention. Yeah. You know, and, and they didn't waste any, any time um, selling the footage on to Channel Oh, absolutely. 7. Went to the cops as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I don't 
understand how you're going to go to the police and go, man, that was so unfair. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's your case? I, I'm, I'm, okay, Clarkson might get a fine from the AFL or something like that for... Yeah, uh, no, I think they've already said that they're not going to no, investigate no, any further. Yeah, no. I'm trying to think, Ross Lyon did something similar last year and I can't remember what came from it, but I'm sure whatever it was, it, yeah, it, this right. looks like it's very similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... Uh, uh, as far as the police, I'm pretty sure they're going to look at it and go, all right, um, yeah, don't do it again. <laughs> you dickhead. <laughs> You're an idiot. And yeah, okay. I, I want to see the leadership group talk to Clarko. You know, <laughs> give, give him a couple of words. <laughs> give You've him- really let us down, mate. Now um, uh, We've decided we're going to fine you for yeah. the end of season trip fund. <laughs> you can coach in Box Hill next week, champ, but um, stick in there. Hey. Come back week after. And Brendan Bolden's back in. <laughs> yeah. Five and oh, he Here is. we go. <laughs> It's his chance to shine. Um, and the other thing was uh, Jakey King. Yep. Jakey King's lined up um, um, a civil action against the AFL for career-ending injuries. Yeah. Um, which, you know, obviously we don't know the full details of, and he's been working very closely with the AFL PA. Um, so he's obviously gone through everything. And there is a fund, I believe, with the AFL has for... Um, past or former players um, for these kind of things. So essentially, he's oh, right. looking to tap into that fund. Right. He's gone the legal route for it. All right. He's looking for a bit of AFL pension. It's, it's a little bit extra. Yeah. Um, but uh, we've got a bit of an inside scoop that uh, it's not the only action he's pulled in um, now that he's really? retired. Look at um, So he's also uh, suing MGM Grand. Uh, really? Sorry, M- MGM Pitches for uh, copyright infringement on the Oompa Loompas. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> he, he's suing his parents. Um, for lack of height <laughs> for, for, yeah, he just wants the rest of him <laughs> he's like where's the rest of me oh, I've been shortchanged <laughs> two balls that's all you got that <laughs> um, he's suing Harley Davidson uh, for not making um, extensions for the pedals <laughs> so he can reach um, he, he, he was going to sue them for the ape hangers but um, they managed to just lower the angle <laughs> so they can go all the way back they just gave a steering wheel um, <laughs> Did you, you get any? No. Nah. <laughs> I forgot all about it during the, during the podcast. <laughs> uh, I, I managed to fluke through a, f- a few there. Man. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> Post is yours. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do us there. Um, uh, one other thing I saw, um, that John Westfold yep. has said that uh, he's not closing the door on his coaching career just yet. Right. Um, one of the very few coaches that got to call time on his own terms. Yep. Um, you know, 10 years in a premiership, um, at West Coast, yeah, you know, favorite yeah. son, and all that kind of stuff. Um, you reckon you'll get another go? Well, uh, I'm not sure where you'd slot him in. Well, I mean, we expect that there might be room at the end of the year. You, you there might be one or two coaches yeah. that leave on. I mean, we've already um, killed off seven or eight of them. Yeah. Um, if Mick goes around again, yeah, I might be surprised, but I've got a feeling that Worsfold might have done. Did he do an apprenticeship at Collingwood or Carlton? Probably um, would have had West Coast under Mick. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to think if he did um, transfer over to Collingwood afterwards. Um, anyway, it, it, anyway, geez, would be a good, um, uh, a good matchup for Carlton, I think, yeah, next year. Yeah, it probably would, especially if they're officially on their rebuilding phase or yeah, whatever. Which they've called. Yeah. But, um, it'd be interesting. Um, the one team I don't think he'd be... Um, uh, an asset too is is Richmond. Mm. I think he's very similar to Hardwick. Yeah, and yeah, that's I think too. So if you're going to replace Hardwick with somebody who's just like Hardwick, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. Um, 
you know, in that tough demeanor and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I just don't think that's a, a necessary. I think Hardwick's the right person. He's just got the wrong personnel. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see if he wants another go around. Um, and if he wants to um, coach in Melbourne, yeah, you know, be part of a, a big Melbourne club because you know West Coast are a resource through the through their, their eyeballs. Yeah, that's exactly so, right. It's not like he's um, suffered on that side of it. Um, but uh, yeah, so there might be some high profile jobs up for grabs, and he might throw his name in the ring. Well, I'd like to see him get another go around. I thought it might be a little bit premature. Uh, well, him. I mean, he just he came to the end of his contract and went. Yeah, I've kind of had enough. Had enough, yeah. Um, so he wasn't um, pushed out or anything like yep. that. Um, you might have just recharged the batteries and thought, yeah, I can give this another go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it happened to Bomber Thompson as well. Must be one of those things. As soon as you walk away, uh, you, you want to back again. You go back again. Did you see his uh, open mic? No, I missed it. I watched it during the way. It was, um, I, I thought it was fascinating. Oh, it's always fascinating listening to him talk. Yeah, open mic, and open mic is yeah. the, the best footy program going around. Yeah. If you've got um, his number, let us know. We'll yeah. this fucking show. <laughs> we'll give him a real open mic. <laughs> um, I could certainly empathise with him. He's uh, obviously a, a very private person. And there's some yeah. things he goes, I'm not telling you. Yeah. No, I'm just yeah. not. Um, even ones where he was talking about, um, there's been lots of rumours about drug use or he was knocking off one of the players' misses yeah. at, down at Geelong and all that kind of stuff. It sounded like he knew who was to blame and yeah. doesn't like who's to blame, but he's still not going to stick yeah. them in. Yeah. Um, you're not going to dob them in. Yeah, he's still um, old school. And as a Hawthorne supporter, it was fantastic to hear how they'd already planned their celebrations and everything for 2008 and it all <laughs> fell through. Yep. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I went on and watched the Stewie Jew five minutes YouTube video after that. Again. <laughs> Just reliving old times. <laughs> uh, but it, it's the best show going around. By yeah, well. yeah, it is. And I mean, it, uh, the worst thing with um, the over-management of AFL personnel in the media is that you don't get any honest answers. You don't get um, genuine personalities you get yeah. a manufactured when, tv personality when you get somebody that says what they mean it really stands out yeah exactly and i just don't understand why it's so um contrived these days about how you can and can't talk to the media and i think it's just not quite fair that we put so much emphasis on these people being role models when they're just football players yep. that's what they are you don't need to i mean probably role model your kids after you know bill gates or <laughs> some after smart your, cunt after their parents yeah that's you it know, that's who their role models should be yeah um, yeah, I know um, Charles Barkley was famous for saying, I am not a role model. You know, yeah. saying, you know, don't follow me. Um, you know, when you got um, Mickey J is running around next to him, he's trying yeah. to do everything right in front of the camera and everything wrong. Yeah. Off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when you're big enough to, to get everyone to shut up, then good on you. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I'm the same thing. I don't think that being an AFL player means you automatically have to be a role model. Yeah, that's it. But at the same time, you know, clubs will suck you if you're not. That's exactly right. Which and- is just weird. Yeah, I think that that's not really part of the package. And they'll say, but you're getting paid lots of money. Well, go fuck yourself, man. Yep. You know, you're getting paid fuck all. You be the role model. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not in the contract where, you know, you're going to have to have little Billy grow up to be just like you, kid. And it's oh. like, they're 19-year-old kids getting paid a couple hundred grand. Yeah. I'm like, shit, if you gave me a couple hundred grand when I was 19, don't know if I'd still be around. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. End of the day, um, I... I I admire them for their football ability, and that's what you want. To, if you've got kids, that's what you want them to exactly. look up to them for. Yeah. Look yeah. how hard he runs, and look how he uses yeah. both sides of the body. Yep. Model your footballing yeah. after him. Yep. <laughs> Model your life after him. Yep. Um, that should be what your parents are for. Yep, exactly right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, on the same token, um, they reckon that you know sponsors will jump away, and they have before, for 
off-field incidents that they've got stuck in. Yeah, um, exactly. But it's just the overreaction of um, people who aren't in the position to be the judge and jury on such matters anyway. I think sponsors can go fuck themselves. So yeah, exactly. To, they want to sponsor and hold a moral yeah. um, candle to them. Yeah, and let's be honest, man, they'll do whatever it is so that someone buys their shits. Exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly why you're here, yeah. is just to get free tickets for yourself yeah. and to try and sell <laughs> yeah. more of whatever shit you're selling. Exactly right. The moral high ground is not yours to take. Yep, exactly right. Um, one other thing I think happened during the week. Um, not sure if you're aware of this, but uh, former West Coast Eagles player David Wirapunda um, got charged with drink driving. Yep. Um, after the derby game, I think he said he had a couple of drinks. He couldn't get a taxi, so he decided to drive home, and he got caught. And he went out um, on the front foot and apologized and called the you know the a mini press conference and all that kind of stuff. Yep. It's very hard for somebody to get done drunk driving and for me to respect them more afterwards. <laughs> but it was just so yep. mature about it. And went, oh, look, I, I did it. You know, I'm guilty. I did it. I don't know. If, if you manage to get done drunk driving and they're still managed to drive home, I, I respect. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was, it was amazing. So um, he just went, you know, I've, I've, I've fucked up. And he is, um, you know, I think he was, he might already be or was toying with the run in politics. And, and oh, okay. stuff. Yep. But he's obviously um, one of the, you know, coming out of a, an era where there is a lot of off-field issues for West Coast Eagles yeah, players. Yep. He's one of the ones who, no pun intended, kept his nose clean. Yeah, but it's only because he was a designated driver. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been. Um, but yeah, it's it amazing that, um, you know, he fucked up, did the mea culpa, and yeah. uh, I thought it was it was actually really good from him. Oh, that's, that's all you expect from anyone who makes a mistake, is yeah, that you made a mistake. put your hand up and you admit it. That's, a, that's all we can ask of anyone, and you can't judge someone for that. If not, I mean, if anything, it makes them a better person. Because if your expectation is that it's wrong to make mistakes, then you're a fucking cocksucker, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Look, and obviously, you know, the um, what can come from drunk driving is, is horrible and, not, and all that. But yeah. nothing did happen. Um, yep. And he, he's commented on the chin. He'll take the fine, take the points. And, you know, That's it. if there's a suspension of license or whatever, I'm sure he'll take that too. But I thought yeah, it was just really good to see him um, come out and say, look, you yeah, know, I did it. This is what happens. Yeah, yeah. And I mean... Yeah, that's all we expect of people in that sort yeah, of situation. Take, take responsibility for yeah. it. Um, let's go to him. Okay, um, I think that's wrapped up round uh, round four of yep. the AFL. Um, you got anything else? Uh, no, we're good. Um, all right. Uh, we're hoping we've got a few different podcasts coming up soon. Um, but once we've got them actually signed and sealed and in the tank, we'll, we'll say more about them. Yep, we've got a few things in the works. So always trying to improve our content and... Yeah. see what we do we might even have a new theme song coming soon yeah we got one coming <laughs> we might have a few few different separate ones um, just quietly I think Bruce McAvaney might be um, supporting us but yeah, uh, he's, he's a little uh, silent sponsor allegedly <laughs> wait for that one alright yeah. <laughs> see you later alright bye join us today during the Jeep celebration event right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock residency restrictions apply take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1 Jeep is a registered trademark